I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life Changing Wellness, Episode 57. Today, we talk about using the power of cognitive behavioral therapy to train our brain and overcome challenges that can hold us hostage. It's time to unlock our cage and set ourselves free on this life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to another great episode that we have for you today. And, of course, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, the brain. And before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Dr. Mike Dow, a highly sought-after psychotherapist, neurotherapist, and the New York Times bestselling author. Inspired by his brother who suffered a massive stroke when he was just 10 years old, Dr. Mike made it his personal mission to help others in their quest for health and happiness. Dr. Mike's expertise and warmth helped him to become America's go-to therapist, hosting a number of hit shows like Ease Sex with Brody, VH1's Couples Therapy, TLC's Freaky Eaters, and My 600-Pound Life Reunion, and others. His new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think, Act, and Be Happy, is already available and is our discussion on today's show. Dr. Mike makes regular appearances on Dr. Oz as a member of his core team and is a recurring guest co-host on The Doctors. He's also made regular appearances on The Today Show, Good Morning America, Wendy Williams, Rachel Ray, and Fox and & Friends. And as you can hear, he is one of the most sought-after health experts today. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Dr. Mike Dow. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Bond. I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, I am so interested in anything that has to do with the brain, and you really seem to be the the go-to guy in this subject, and I really want to kind of understand what do you mean by cognitive brain therapy to help train our own brain to overcome some of these uh, challenges that people uh, go through. So what is CBT, and how does it work? So what I love about CBT is... Uh, well, first, I guess a little one-on-one. So cognitive behavioral therapy, the cognitive is changing the way you think. The B, the behavioral, is changing the way you act. Um, and that's actually why we call the book Chicken Soup for the Soul, Think, Act, and Be Happy, because you got the think, the C, the act, the B, uh, and then you can actually train your brain to be happier. And what I want people to understand is that what we choose to do every day, the fears we choose to face, the relationships we choose to cultivate or not cultivate, all of our everyday choices uh, train our brains and we can actually change our brains uh, with uh, this really simple power, this easy to use power of cognitive behavioral therapy. So I think it's really exciting. Well, you know, I understand that you have partnered up with Chicken Soup for the Soul on your latest book, and you're sharing stories from real-life people who have conquered things like agoraphobia, panic attacks, perfectionism, depression, and others. How can the stories of these real-life people help others? You know, Dr. Bond, I think it's sort of, uh, it reminds me a lot of group therapy or going to a support group, right? So when you are facing something like uh, struggling uh struggling to blend your family or depression or agoraphobia or any of those 
issues that you mentioned or some of the uh, some of the more everyday issues that are in the book, you know, just people who want to become a little bit more optimistic, let's say, and, and you read a story of somebody, it's sort of like you're sitting in that support group or you hear a friend who has a similar experience, you have that me too moment. And I think that's the first step. So, you know, that's why I wanted to partner with Chicken Soup for the Soul, because they are, of course, the book that you uh, you go to when you want to hear real life stories written by real people. And then after you have that, what I call the me too moment, uh, then you shift over to, to, to my advice and a lot of the CBT based exercises that I give you, including some uh, some places to write in the book and meditations to do uh, that are based on CBT so that you can have the same sort of epiphanies and aha moments and changes that the inspirational people did in the book. And these people, I mean, uh, I have to tell you when I was helping to select the stories for this book, I, I must have uh, been moved to tears about 25 times. So, I mean, these stories are just incredible. And no matter the shoes you're in, whether it's a recent cancer diagnosis or loss, or, you know, you're just somebody who wants to feel a little bit happier, I know that you will find a story and you'll have one of those Me Too moments, which I think is just so curative as, as human beings. Well, you know, let me ask you something, because I'm, I love books uh, like this one that allows the reader to kind of use it as a journal and to have places in that book to where uh, we can write things down. Maybe if the book is asking us uh, particular questions and we can journal on uh, a daily basis. If, you know, I, I like to read every day, so I'm going to say daily basis, and I encourage all my listeners out there, read every single day. It's very important for many reasons. But in something like this, isn't it uh, very therapeutic for a person to write their thoughts down so that as they are going through a book like this, they can start seeing uh, changes as they, they are putting these things into practice, and then, then they can go back and actually learn and kind of uh, keep moving forward in a positive way. That's exactly right. And, you know, what I love about this is, you know, that is the first step of cognitive behavioral therapy is examining the thoughts. And I start off the book by helping readers to understand these seven pitfall thought patterns, uh, things like paralysis by analysis, pessimism, polarized thinking, psychic thinking. Uh, and by the way, they all begin with the letter P, so they're really easy to uh, start to remember so that when they show up in your daily life, you can catch them and then change them. Uh, but to change them, you know, I give readers that, that exercise at the end of every chapter. And, you know, there are a lot of books that have sort of a, you know, a one or two bullet points and things to, things to think about. Well, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm guilty myself of skimming over those. So we, we, what we wanted to do was to give readers an opportunity to really examine those thoughts of theirs and really start to change them by writing things down. You know, you'll find sort of modified gratitude journals and, and, and ways to sort of take those naysaying pessimistic thoughts and change them into more optimistic thoughts that will help support you in your goals, in your life throughout this book. So, you know, I, I hope that when people are done with this book and they filled out, you know, every single line uh, that there is, they'll sort of have it as sort of a, uh, maybe like a medal, you know, something that they can be proud of. And I know that their brains will have also been rewired and trained for the better so that they really can change the way they think. And when you do that, you can actually be happier. Well, you know, what, what is the, the days? Is it like 30 days, 40 days to where we can actually change a habit or change the way we think if we actually focus on it every day is about 30, 40 days? 
Yeah, about a month in the human brain, you know, and, you know, it's important that people realize that it, it is everyday activities, choices that, you know, lay down new tracks in the brain. And so, you know, so many of the things that we do become habitual. Um, so our brain can focus on new things. So if there's something that you're doing every single day, it's like your brain doesn't even have to focus on it. And wouldn't it be so nice if the default mode of your brain was an optimistic one that was always boosting you and telling you nice things and and looking on the bright side and not turning mountains, uh, not turning molehills into mountains, excuse me. And and, and isn't it, wouldn't it be nice if, if we could sort of train our brain, um, so that's sort of just our default. That's sort of the, the, our brain's habit of being optimistic and, and uplifting and helping and connecting and communicating with others. So that's what this book is really designed to do. Well, <clears throat> with the explosion of social media, you know, we're seeing more people, uh, you know, we're seeing more trolls and haters online. We're seeing people having panic attacks, increased depression, uh, even even acting with more, like, like you stated uh, in the book, perfectionism. And it's almost like social media for some people is like keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak. How can we use social media in a positive way to remove the negative effects that it can cause in us and in our actual thinking? So is this, is this book... Uh, will it show us how to move along in a positive manner in using social media to our benefit and not to where it's actually causing us negative effects? That's such a great question. And, and the answer to your question is yes, because, you know, I think in a lot of ways, when we compare ourselves to others, including that idealized, photoshopped Instagram photo of somebody's perfect body or somebody's perfect family or perfect vacation, uh, then we sort of we use a couple forms of thinking that I talk about in the book. We use polarized thinking, you know, sort of that all or nothing. I'm either I'm either perfect or I'm hideous. And we also use a lot of perfectionism, and that can lead to you know that's been associated with uh, all sorts of anxiety disorders, with anorexia, sort of that uh, that high bar and that you know you know I have to be an A plus at everything at all times sort of mentality. And, and I think that there's a healthy way. And, you know, I think in this book, the other thing that I want people and readers to do is to check in with their own emotions and become more uh, insightful. Uh, by examining your own thoughts and your own feelings, uh, you can start to be, uh, have a little, you know, you can take your in internal temperature. So after you look at social media, if somebody is always bringing you down and making you feel bad about yourself, well, maybe it's time to change that in your life. So this is where the B in cognitive behavioral therapy comes in. It's changing the way you act. And if something's not serving you, it's making these little adjustments uh, that can start to train your brain to be a little bit happier. So maybe it's going on social media less. Maybe it's changing the people you follow. Maybe you're going to follow uh, Dr. Bond and me, and you're going to uh, hear all of the uplifting things that we say instead of comparing yourself to the Joneses uh, and, and getting out of that rat race. So, yeah, I think it, I think it, it really is an opportunity because it is so important uh, these days. Well, you know, I, I agree with with you on that. So for all of the l listeners out there for today's program, definitely father Dr. Mike Dow and myself because we won't make you feel bad and uh, we won't show bikini shots like the Kardashians do. So there won't be any uh, <laughs> perfectionism on the body there. But uh, uh, I know that uh, you work out, I work out, but uh, we won't make anybody feel bad. But let me ask you this, Dr. Mike, because 
what will this book help those, let's say, that may be suffering with some forms of PTSD? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of stories of people uh, who went through uh, really debilitating abuse. There was a story that brought me to tears of this woman who needed to forgive, and she uh, was uh, a survivor of physical abuse herself. She watched her mother die at the hands of her abuser when she was just a little girl. So clearly a lot of uh, post-traumatic stress. Um, and just, you know, sort of the journey that people go on when they've been through something really traumatic like that. And, you know, that's just one of the many examples. But, you know, I, I think it will give people the tools to, again, have that me too moment and to also know that there are ways to heal. And, you know, what I love about this book is that you'll hear so many ways for one person who is battling um weight loss, uh, who, you know, weight struggles and needed to lose weight. It was Taekwondo for another person. It was running for another person. It was a support group, uh, for another person it was writing a letter of forgiveness, uh, and doing something specific with that letter for other people. It was a gratitude journal. And you'll hear all of the different ways that real people have coped with real problems. And it's just, it's, it's incredible because, you know, I think it turns that hopelessness uh, that I've found in so many of the people that I've treated with PTSD into hope. And you realize that there are clinically proven ways, evidence-based ways to change the brain, to rewire the brain. And, uh, you know, for milder forms, this book may be <laughs> the only thing you need. And for uh, more severe cases, this book serves as a companion uh, to more intense forms of therapy. Um, but there are all ways to train and rewire the brain. And I think that's really exciting. Well, do you believe, and, and you're, you're a psychotherapist and a neurotherapist. So I'm going to ask you a question on that level. People who have gone through a traumatic experience and maybe a lot of people try to bury that life experience. They don't want to think about it. They're trying to hide it. They try to put, uh, put it in a compartment into their brain, but to truly heal from uh, something traumatic in their life is part of the therapy actually in a way reliving that uh, situation. Maybe it's talking it out with a therapist and getting it out and then having someone to bounce that off of to get to the next level of healing. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's a really fascinating question because we now know that older forms of cognitive behavioral therapy for PTSD would use what we call exposure therapy. So it's just, uh, in essence, what you just said, talking it out over and over again. Um, you know, we have some newer forms that are still, by the way, under the umbrella of what this book is all about, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, that work even faster. So we use uh, some, some fancy things like uh, bilateral stimulation, uh, self-hypnosis to access the parts of the brain that store those traumatic memories and images in visceral ways, um, and we can process them faster. Um, so it is sort of, a, there is sort of a next generation of, of PTSD uh, therapies that are based in CBT. So I think that's really, it's a really exciting time. I think it's a, a, it's a new era of hope, maybe for people who have been walking around with PTSD for 20 years and they tried therapy before. Well, guess what? There are actually new modalities that have been uh, that have been proven in, in study after study that work faster. Um, so there is just so much hope. And, you know, I hope that the stories that they'll read uh, in this book. And, and by the way, you know, the other question that I, I get a lot from people is, 
well, what if I'm not suffering from depression? Or what if I, you know, what if I'm not a cancer survivor? Or what if I don't have a son with disabilities? Or what if I don't struggle with perfectionism? And, you know, do I need to just read one or two chapters? And the answer to that is no, because every single chapter um, gives you something to train your brain. And every single chapter gives you an uplifting story. And, you know, maybe you're somebody with PTSD, but you have that sort of shared experience with somebody uh, in a a totally different chapter. Um, Because, you know, we are all human beings and we're like snowflakes. And, you know, we're, we're not going to experience trauma or loss or financial uh, anxiety the same way. We're all going to handle things differently. So, you know, I think by reading the whole book, um, e- even if you don't think that you relate to that particular issue, you're going to hear an uplifting story and you're, and you're going to hear different ways uh, in which you can train your brain. Well, I completely agree with that. I think that all of us can find little areas in our life that we can approve upon. And that's the only way we grow. And, uh, you know, books like this, and I agree with you, Dr. Mike, that a book like this works for everyone. And, you know, if you're not going through any, if you didn't really go through any trauma or there's nothing really bothering you, it's still a great book to go through. And uh, because we can actually learn more about ourselves, but at the same time, we're gaining knowledge. Knowledge is power. And who knows, that book may actually uh, speak to someone and it may actually help them talk to a friend of theirs that may be going through something and then they can share the book with them. So I want to ask you this. Can you talk to us a little bit about just a couple of the stories that really stand out in in your mind uh, that had an amazing impact as you wrote this book. Yeah, so there was this incredible story of a woman in Jenna who suffered from uh, agoraphobia, so she was afraid to leave her house. Uh, With that that anxiety disorder, there were also panic attacks, uh, an intense fear of planes, and she talked about, you know, episodes where she would literally be so afraid to even have people come over to her house and she would lock herself in the bathroom crying. And she knew that she had to train her brain. She knew that she had to use baby steps, which, you know, if anyone's not familiar with CBT, that's the essence of the behavioral part of CBT. And she knew that she had to change her brain. Well, she did. And she started really simply one baby step at a time, you know, uh, taking a step outside, uh, talking to a friend. And then she even conquered her fear of planes by getting on a plane, you know, and she'd done a lot of work before that. And she really wanted to conquer that fear and she did it. And it was her experience of facing her fears one baby step at a time that allowed her to fully conquer her panic disorder, uh, agoraphobia, her fear of planes. And, you know, Jenna's a writer, and soon after she conquered her fear of planes by forcing herself to go on vacation uh, on a plane, uh, she got a call, and Celine Dion was interested in having her uh, write her biography, and she was required to fly to Las Vegas uh, for the interview, which is something that she would have never been able to do had she not conquered her fears, and she got the job. And this job required her to fly back and forth to Las Vegas to to work with Celine and to really hear her story. And she ended up writing Celine Dion's biography. So, I mean, isn't it incredible that you can go from afraid to leave your house to, you know, flying multiple times and and look at what it led her to, this dream job of, oh, I wrote Celine Dion's biography. Isn't that incredible? Um, And then there's some other stories in the book uh, that, that just that have touched my heart in, in such a profound way. You know, there was this story of a, of a woman in Canada who 
you know, who and their whole family loved hockey, as, as Canadians tend to do, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, her son had disabilities. And, uh, and yet they found this uh, league for, for children who could focus on their abilities and still play hockey. And it's just like these simple things. And you just think, wow, even if I don't have a disability, how often do we all as human beings focus on what we can't do? And how can a simple shift of, uh, wow, you know what? I can do that. And, you know, this mom was there on the side of the ice watching her son with a disability play ice hockey with other kids who were, you know, sort of uh, dealing with their own uh, different sorts of physical disabilities. And, and it's just kind of incredible, right, that we can just sort of have this aha moment and we can pivot because so much of what we, our limitations, they're in our brains, right? And, and they, are, they are self-imposed. And if you think that you can do something, uh, you can do it. Yeah, one more story I have to share with you. There was this couple who ended up having a child uh, and people thought that they they were that it would be absolutely impossible, and I'll tell you why. It's because uh, it's because this married couple, uh, one they're both in wheelchairs, one uh, one paraplegic and one quadriplegic, who are very happily in love, and they now have a very happy uh, family, and and they had a child, and it's so incredible to hear these stories, and you think, wow, if, if people can do that and reframe things and and really believe in themselves. Maybe all of the little things that I tell myself that I can't do, maybe I need to have a little shift and a reframe. Because if they can do that, if they can overcome that, that Mount Everest, I wonder what you will be able to do in your life when you reframe and retrain your brain. I love that. Uh, you know, it's amazing that we need to understand that we're the ones that um, can be responsible for setting ourselves free. And a lot of the times... The cage that we put ourselves in is a mental cage telling us that we can't do something. Uh, I have this desire, but I can't get there. But it's just, it just literally takes a step of faith out of our own mental cage to set us free. And I, and I love the story about the woman who finally made it out of the house. And if she didn't take those small steps of faith, she would have never written Celine Dion's biography. And, you know, we may not be... Uh, writing somebody's uh, biography, but every step of faith can lead to big things, and it can. And in this case, ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Mike is talking about setting yourself free from a lot of these things that, well, kind of hold us hostage, and a lot of it starts in the brain. So, very quickly, Doctor, what are three things people can start doing today to think and act to be happy? The first thing is to watch your thoughts. Uh, remember that your thoughts become words and words become actions and actions add up to become who you are in your life. And it all starts with your thoughts. So watch your thoughts. And when, you know, you have a, a naysaying thought or a perfectionistic thought or uh, any of the thoughts, the, what I call the pitfall thought patterns, um, learn to talk back to it. You know, so if something's saying, you know, oh, I just can't do this. Think back. Um, you know, I call it the contrary evidence. Uh, think back to all the times in your life where you did something well, where you thrived, where you excelled. And maybe there were times in your life when you thought, oh, I can't do this, but you did. So give your brain some rational evidence to start to change your thoughts. Uh, I think second would be to really look at how behaviors and actions have the power to train your brain. And, and, and so it is really, you know, I think the 
uh, Jenna's story, the, the, the woman who was afraid to leave her house, is a, is a really great visual example. But we all have baby steps that we can take. Maybe we just want to work out a little bit more. Maybe we want to train for a half marathon. Um, and, and every goal that any of us have can be broken down into small baby steps. Um, so instead of focusing on uh, what you want to do with your life, <laughs> you can start there, but then always bring it back to, okay, what's something that I need to do in the next week, today, and what's, what are the three steps, baby steps that I need to take today uh, to reach whatever goal? And when we can sort of micro-chunk um, our goals, everything feels less overwhelming and we can really set ourselves up. And I think the third one is to remember that we are training our brain each and every single day in what we choose to do. And most of the brain training that we are doing, um, I, I, we've talked uh, a lot today about these really incredible stories, but you know, a lot of the training uh, of your brain comes in the simple, in the mundane um, acts of waking up an hour earlier and putting on your sneakers and going for a run or changing what's on the end of your fork and eating better, or just saying something to your spouse when you used to, you know, sort of keep a, um, a secret and sort of uh, let resentment build. Um, all of these little micro changes that we all make, we all choose each and every day, are more powerful than I think we realize. So we really have to, we really have to say, how am I training my brain today for good or you know, for evil, <laughs> I guess you would <laughs> uh, 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 And so just, you know, what's, what's that simple thing that you can make do today to make your brain just a little bit better? Well, I love that. And, and Dr. Mike, where can everyone buy your brand new book? Uh, it is available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just a, a, a really incredible book, and I, and I hope people love it because it's, uh, it's just so heartfelt and um, a heartwarming book at a time when I think we need a little bit more positivity and we need to be training our brains um, in the right way. So I think, uh, you know, you really can uh, think, act, and be happy, which of course is the name of the book. And we meant it. Change the way you think, change the way you act, and become a little happier. Well, I love that. And, for, and ladies and gentlemen, check out uh, Dr. Mike Dow's website. That's drmikedow.com. Uh, check that out now. And, and Dr. Mike, uh, do you have uh, any free newsletter or anything like that that people can sign up for to learn more about you? Yeah, always on my website. You can get a free chapter of, of a book. And then uh, I send up some periodic uh, newsletters of things that I'm really interested in, usually brain training uh, related news. So, yeah, it's all there on uh, drmike.com. All right. Well, I know that I'm going to be signing up. I encourage all of you out there listening to Life Changing Wellness today to sign up as well and go buy Dr. Mike Dow's brand new book. And remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes. I thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com and also my daily television show, Think Natural, which is now called The Dr. Ward Bond Show. So you can go to thinknaturaltv.com for that. And again, thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. I am your host, Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. God bless. <laughs>